You're listening to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Loveracing.nz, your home of New Zealand thoroughbred racing news, previews, reviews, profiles and more. Now we're going to take a look at the racing out of Trentham, a group one day down there. As promised, we're joined by gun form analyst and presenter Bevan Sweeney. Bevan, pleasure to join you. Yeah, very good morning to you, Mitch, and uh, to your listeners. Uh, looking forward to the group one day at Trentham. Of course, the old Captain Cook, now the TOV uh, Classic. We have the Wakefield on the program, and I can tell you, weather, it's pretty fine, pretty warm, so that track will only improve into Saturday's race. That's what we like to hear. Yeah, it's come back to a soft five by the looks over the last couple of days, and the rail's gone back to the true. Just on that, Bevan, do you think there's going to be a you know an established pattern throughout the day? We've seen some of those meetings there at Trentham have played well for those on the rail. Do you think there's going to be anything to look out for there? Uh, well, it can play a little bit to the uh, rail early, Mitch, when it goes back into the true position, but they've had a little more racing there in recent times with uh, minimum two being uh, reconditioned at the present moment. So more racing there maybe plays uh, to suggest that the track might play a little bit more even than maybe on a normal when the rail goes back into the true position. But I think you can probably play early on in the program, first three races, have a look, just your form around maybe on speed and uh, on the rail early and then just assess it from there. Absolutely, I'd have to agree with you there and we'll we'll fire straight into the one of the features on the day which is the Group 2 Mode Technology Wakefield Challenge Stakes. Group 2 level for the two-year-olds over 1,100 metres. Early money looks to be for the Andrew Forsman train runner Red Sea for Cambridge Stud. What way were you leaning in this one? I, I think it's a good running of the Wakefield, uh, Mitch, uh, compared to previous years. Uh, Red Sea was good uh, being beaten by uh, the boom two-year-old at the present moment and Velocious said to Tarapa and was only caught late. So early on the program, you'd think uh, it would come across. It's a niggling draw and it's down the chute for two-year-olds. So they can get a little bit lost with an experience. So <laughs> I'm going to stick with Poetic Champion. Uh, he is the most natural two-year-old I've personally seen in the flesh. Looked fantastic at Howarder and delivered uh, in very good uh, form on that occasion. To the eye count, is maybe a little bit disappointing, but didn't think the race uh, shape suited him, and the blizzards come off him. Uh, so he might be ridden just a little bit uh, colder than we saw on the day at the counties. He's a really strong fellow by Super Seth, and Super Seth doing a nice job with uh, just a small uh, crop of horses around. Uh, Dream of the Moon, he looked fantastic at Rickard and delivered nicely. He had some runs on the board. I did like Diablo Blanco out of the South Island. Uh, I thought it was the match of uh, Dream of the Moon at Rickerton, and it's a run. I know it ran second, but it was slow away and had to clear traffic. So I, I, I don't doubt the South Island can run a, a massive race here, and look, just don't know around uh, captured by love. Uh, just had the one run at Tohutamiki on a small field, but looked pretty good uh, doing it. Most natural two ride I've seen is Poetic Champion, so I'll stick with him to get back in winning form in the Wakefield. Moving on to the quaddy, it, well, it looks to be a pretty tough quaddy, a very open quaddy on paper. Um, the first of those legs is race six, the market headed by Sleeper, Promised Land, Terrazetto, Kind Thoughts, we're all around that $5 mark. All look to be strong chances. Did you lean any way in this one, Bevan? I actually found some massive value for you here, Mitch, and it's a horse called Always Dreaming for Aloni Kelly. Uh, ran the quickest last six uh, at Wanganui at its uh, debut in behind Glorophilia, who I do have an opinion of. And then we all saw Wanganui on Saturday. It was impossible to make up any ground. Well, this horse was second last on the rail turning in and hit the line really strongly in some good sectionals. Uh, I think the big open track here will really suit uh, the mere by Talperian and Warren Kennedy goes aboard. It was at $21 
when I had a look at this uh, yesterday afternoon, I think it's into 16. I think it can beat this field. 14 just now. Just some value for you. Yeah, 14 now. I just, I just think uh, it was way over the price it should have been, uh, and just on its two runs, which, you know, you look at them on paper, you think, well, maybe not fantastic, but then you do the analysis and the way the tracks are playing in its sectionals and think, well, the mile's going to suit. Uh, Mr. Tonkotoes, Joe's always had a big uh, opinion of that particular horse, the four-year-old by Zakinto, and it delivered nicely, both fresh up and second up. Sleeper, uh, travelling down for Simon and Katrina, it was a good win at Hastings, albeit on a track condition that won't strike uh, on Saturday. So there's always a slight question mark uh, there. And Terracetto, gee, I did my dough on it at Awatuni at its debut. And then Robbie actually said when we interviewed him at New Plymouth that it had been going pretty poorly at the jump outs and hadn't come up well at one. Uh, so it's a horse with a fair bit of uh, ability. We've got plenty of texts uh, from Robbie about that. But, yeah, it just hadn't been going well at the jump outs and then it showed its true ability race day. So maybe just one of those type of horses. But... I'm going to tip you a bit of value in the first thing of the quarry around the 11, always dreaming Warren Kennedy aboard. Moving on to race seven, and as has been the theme of what I said, would be the quarry legs, another open race, uh, rating 75 here over the 1400. Market is headed by uh, the likes of Rusty Lane, Insatiable, and the Hottie again for Robbie Patterson. Um, did you find another value on for us here, Bevan? No, I didn't know where to look here much in race number seven. I think if you're, you're having a quaddy and you've got something to spend, then spend it uh, wide in this particular league. I do like Rusty Lane, a big free-going horse uh, by Atlante for Noel Quinn, and Joe Doyle was aboard at Rickerton. He'll know the horse well now. He'll work, work across from a wide gate. He can sustain uh, a good, consistent, high tempo, and he should be right there at the finish if he gets across without too much uh, hard work. Insatiable, it was just, uh, a couple of very good uh, efforts down at Rickerton from this horse, Opie Boss and the gun aboard, so there's no doubt that that horse will be right in the mix as well. Uh, and look, the uh, Robbie Patterson team are flying, so uh, the hottie, if the money comes on, I haven't had a look at that market this morning, but uh, beat home Margarita Veloce at the end of last preparation, which uh, takes some doing, so I expect it to run a race with Michael aboard, drawn uh, a low marble. Savachi Princess uh, looked very good. Fresh up, albeit in a weaker race than it strikes today. Looked good at the trials. And behind Fungai, who is, uh, which is a horse that you should watch out for. I think it's going to Trenton next Saturday and might be a Wellington Cup type of horse for uh, the very successful ownership uh, there. And so, oh, look, um, oh, look I'll, I'll be taking a few matches in honesty. I, I think I'd even put in a horse like Duncan Creek, who on his day can be very, very sharp. And even Lincoln Falls is better. Uh, last time, and we know he has a lot of ability. If I, if I was going to go with one, I think I'd be with Rusty Lane. I think Tavachi Princess would be right there, but it's definitely a league you need to spread it quite wide. Now we move on to the feature, the Group 1, first running of the named TAB Classic at Group 1 level, previously known as the Captain Cook Stakes. $400,000 over the mile, market headed by Aegon, the well-travelled Aegon. Obviously started favourite for this race last year and running second to race rival pre de Fur. Were you on one of those leading chances there, Bevan, or were you steering us into some more value here? Yeah, well, the race uh, has changed shape just because of the draws. I think if Aegon had drawn a decent sort of marble and Desert Lightning had drawn uh, a decent marble, then this would probably be a simple analysis, and it would be that Aegon or Desert Lightning, for me, would win more than likely Aegon. Uh, he did get run down last uh, year by Pre de Fur coming from back. He's not a horse that can sustain a long run, uh, so he'll need cover in... Gee, I can't see him getting close to them over the mole here from out there. So he'll have to be brilliant, but he is very, very talented. 
Desert Lightning might be the one that works across from a wide draw under Vinnie Colgan. And, uh, look, he's a horse who's very much underrated uh, at times. Uh, just to give a, a decent run at Teladonga. Uh, he was very good fresh up and, uh, and looks uh, a Group 1 horse uh, in the making for sure for mine. I know he's run second down south in the three-year-old, but I, I think he'll get uh, his uh, time in the sun through the summer. They're both drawn awkwardly, and then I look at Malt Time, who I'm a fan of. Uh, I really am a fan of, uh, and Lily gets her first Group 1 ride on Saturday for the Clotworthies, and I think she can win. Uh, I know the draw, again, probably is the wrong way round for Malt Time, drawn inside, and doesn't have a lot of uh, muster early in the light to let her uh, sit back, relax, and then come with one quick run. I don't think they can do that on Saturday with Malt Time. I think they have to try and hold him uh, a spot somewhere midfield on the fence. It'll, it'll need a split, and if it does get that, then I think it's uh, right in the mix uh, Malt Time as well. And then, geez, they're pretty even amongst the rest of them. Habana's going well. Who's drawn to advantage? I think it's Town Cora drawn two, and if they don't uh, come across and take uh, her on, she can be dangerous uh, in front without any sort of pressure. But I'd, I'd imagine Flair of Wanaka might come across uh, uh, and put a bit of pressure on uh, others to go forward. I'm not 100% sure in this particular race. Where to land, Mitch, is the question, I suppose. Um, Lily, I'm going to go Malt Time. Uh, it's some pretty good value for you in the race. If it gets the right run and gets a split at the top of the straight, then it can finish very, very quickly. But the best of Aegon wins. Uh, with a little bit of luck and Desert Lightning. If he comes across and gets cover, then he's very, very dangerous in the group one. Yeah, well, I'd actually have to agree with you. It's one of those races where there doesn't look to be much speed on paper. You know, you've got Town Crier and, of course, I'm Mav, who probably are the likely leaders from those low gates. Mm. But you wouldn't say that, you know, with the likes of Town Crier, Desert Lightning working across and maybe even Riadini from those wide barriers, maybe Aegon does, maybe McNabb chances his arm and tries to slide across with them and find a gap behind them early because it could be one of those races where, yes, there may not be much speed on paper, but it may not eventuate that way if everyone's thinking the same, you know? Mm. Well, I suppose uh, you, you, you roll the dice and on Saturday we'll have our senior riders out there and if Michael does push the button and tries to come across, and they let him slip in and they really haven't done their job uh, in my mind so look he might find cover uh, he might not if he doesn't I suppose he's three wide on speed and it makes it very very difficult or you ride for a little bit of luck and just trust the horse we know he's very very good um, look only Michael will know Mitch uh, there is going to be a question for us on Saturday I doubt he'll tell us before the race but look if he got cover forward in midfield then he will become a $2 shot in this race Absolutely, and yeah, best as you said, best of luck to Lily with her first Group 1 ride. She actually has a great chance, I thought, like you. Moving on to race nine, it's the last race of the card, as, as has been the theme of the previous legs, another very open race. One that I'm quite keen on, and the early money has been in this corner. I think you're a fan of this horse too, Bevan, Mr. Bully Tease. Early money, 10s into 6.50. Gee, it's an open race, but yeah. I, thought, I thought he was yeah. one probably that you could have played at odds. Well, you're trusting him. Rather than going on his uh, first couple of runs, this preparation, uh, he is a serious horse. I don't think there's any doubt about that. He's a sort of horse who's been on the market and I think sold before failing the vet maybe a couple of times. So he's still with the Thompson and Brown team. But to the eye, he's been a little bit disappointing in his first two runs over the 1,400 metres. The track will be uh, in a good state, I think, uh, on Saturday and the money's come for him. Uh, local money out of the Hawke's Bay, I understand. So... He must be on the improve. For me, the best version of him would absolutely win this race. Beautiful stuff, Bevan. Thank you very much for joining us on this special edition of Breakfast with the Kiwis without Butch Castles this week. Looking forward to Saturday at Trentham and have a good day out there.